All right, welcome Brady Lynch to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I think we're all doing well. You were just telling me you're in Georgia and you're actually living a more normal life than I am. You know, you're yeah. you're coaching again. Yeah. So, what what box do you coach at? ATG CrossFit here. Well, technically I coach at two gyms. I'm sorry. So, I coach at ATG CrossFit here in Cartersville. And then a friend of mine who her and her husband own a, uh, own a gym down in Marietta, they reached out to me around January and asked me to help coaching out and help coaching down there a little bit. So I've been coaching there a little bit, but ATG CrossFit and CrossFit 120. How far apart are those two boxes? About 30 minutes. All right. Not too bad. It's, it's very rare to hear of a CrossFit coach that coaches at multiple boxes. Yeah. I, I've, I've done it myself. When I moved to Naples, I coached at four or five boxes. I made it very clear to the box owners. I wanted to be able to do that. Uh, but, but you know, it's it, a lot of CrossFit coaches and CrossFit owners look at it as that's my competition. I can't have you there. Yeah. And so, uh, so one, actually one of the owners was a member at our gym for a little bit because her parents, her parents, it's a couple. And then the wife, her parents moved up to Cartersville and they joined our gym for a little bit. So she would, she joined just to help ease them into the gym and get to know people. I mean, you know, it's nervous and it's nerve wracking joining a new gym. So that's how I met her. And she, uh, she reached out to me and offered me and asked me if I wanted to help coaching. And we both reached out to our gym owner or to my gym owners, um, just put everything out there and said, look, this is what we're working with. Are you guys comfortable with this? If not, we won't do it. I'm, I'm not going to put my gym owners in a bad spot because you know, they've taken a lot of, lot of risks on me. Um, and let's, were, let's, cool. let's talk about that. You say a lot of risks on you. You're new to the coaching world. How long have you currently been coaching? Two years. So two years. Did you have experience prior or was coaching CrossFit your first venture into, hey, communicating with others in this way? Um, so communicating with others in that way, I mean, pretty much like I coached my little brother's rec basketball team a couple of years because <laughs> none of the dads would step up. <laughs> So they asked me, and I love sports. I love basketball, football. Uh, so I was all in. Uh, so I, I stepped up and coached them. But, yeah, I mean, yes, to answer your question, yes, this is my first time coaching in that, you know, speaking well, in that manner. There's a difference between coaching, you know, the Mighty Ducks basketball <laughs> yeah. team and, and adults and CrossFit. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask you, though, what, was there any transfer? Was there something you were like, wow, I'm glad I coached this because it got me better at coaching CrossFit with adults. Um, yes and no. Um, I was, de it's definitely more comfortable coaching kids because it's, I, it's easier to relate to them, especially me. Like when I started coaching, <laughs> I, was, I was, I just turned 21, you know, and we have, and you know, we're kind of a younger gym, not substantially, but you know, I, I'd say our average, our, like the average age per member would be around like anywhere from 30 to 35 but we have people that are 40 plus years old, just like every other gym does. And it's kind of nerve wracking, maybe not nerve wracking, but I know for some adults, it's hard to be told what to do in a sense from a, you know, a 21, 22 year old kid. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's funny that you relate more to kids, even at 21, you're, you're, it's like the, the cusp, you know, yeah. like you're, you're almost there. You're almost, yeah. You know, 
So depending on what where you grew up, it's like, is it 18? Is it 13? Is it yeah. 21? So, <laughs> But so. I wouldn't say there was a big transfer from coaching rec basketball to coaching CrossFit. You know, we're, I meet up with those kids twice a week, once for practice and once for a game. I mean, it's, it's, I would say there's no transfer. But, you know, CrossFit, I love, pu- I love public speaking. You know, I love getting up in front of people and talking. And, once, and when I started coaching CrossFit, it, you would have thought I had never done any public speaking. I froze so much early on. Uh, but, you know, my coaches the, or my, my owners, they, owners and coaches, they, uh, you know, they just said, hey, it's, we'll, we'll get through this. We just got to work through it. It's all – it's just time under tension and lots and, re- lots, and lots of reps. When you, when you say you're, you enjoy public speaking, what opportunities did you have with that – prior to coaching um nothing nothing big more so just in school like i like i've always loved to do doing pre, uh presentations over tests in like high school and college um it's just i'm more comfortable speaking in front of people more so than ta- than sitting down and taking the tests um so i wouldn't say i've done i mean i have no ex- like big public experience you know making speaking in front of thousands of people for something i've never done that before but um, even just getting up in front of my peers at, you know, at 16, 17, 18 in high school, you know, that was much more comfortable for me than, than, than the average student yeah, there. Yeah. than the average student or even the average human. I mean, there are people who still, you know, they can't get up in, oh, front, yeah. of, in front of five people. I think, I think a lot of CrossFit coaches forget that. Yeah. You know, because no, they, they for sure do. So when you say you froze up, what was your telltale sign? You know, a lot of people will be in front of, a group of people, whether it's delivering a CrossFit workout or just having to talk about something and have no idea that they're doing a terrible job. They're boring yeah. or they're using safe words or they're, yeah. you know, what, so what was your, what made you say that? What made you think, wow, I'm not good at this. So when I first started coaching, I just did more shadowing. I mean, you know, you've, owned, you've, owned, you've opened and owned what three different gyms. I've listened to your, I've been listening to your show for a while and You've opened a few gyms, right? I've owned three CrossFit affiliates, yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, usually, or at least from, my, from my, what I've seen and what I've lived, you know, normally the route is, you know, you shadow a whole bunch, shadow the coach who's coaching the classes, and then, you know, they'll kind of, or at least what my, my coach and gym owner did for me was I shadowed him a whole bunch, and then he would kind of let me break down, like, the warm-up or, like, like, a core piece or something. And it was a smaller 5.30 or 6.30 class one night. I think there was about four people in our class. And he told me to break down the core. And I was like, all right, guys, so today our core for the day is. Awkward silence. And I just sat there. I had no idea what to say. Everybody laughed. You know, it was funny. Uh, and then, you know, looking back, it's still funny. We have some jam up members and they knew that I was, that I was trying hard. I was shadowing. So they were, they were like, dude, you know, it's okay. It's good. It's all good. It's just us, you know, it's just us four people you know it's all good but that was when I was like holy man holy guacamole this is gonna be tough <laughs> you you've used the expression jam up a few times I'm a little older is this a new what does this mean uh just you know they're just good people good you know just good quality just good people I don't know that's I've maybe it's a Georgia thing maybe that's it's a, a Georgia thing I think that's, I I've never heard that I like it I like it's it's a it's a nice phrase to describe good people. I mean, I knew what yeah. you were suggesting, just never heard it. Yeah, so they yeah, just just good, you know, just really good people, you know, they're understanding, um, just, yeah, just good people. All right, well, I'm going to flip it on you then. You, you know, you and I, before we got on the show, 
you reached out to Fern and I, he wanted to talk about a few things. And one of the things you mentioned was discussing the qualities of a good coach. And I believe we've done that to some extent. However, I want to flip it on you. Rather than telling me what you think makes up the qualities of a good coach, I want to hear from you. What are the qualities of a jam up member? Qualities of a jam up member to me uh, would be cleaning up, you know, cleaning up after yourself, motivating the other members um, when the coach is talking, is going through the, the warm, the, the, or the workout brief and warm up, you know, sitting there listening. Um, just being a, you know. Uh, so basically quiet and clean is all it takes to become a jam up human being. I've, I've got uh, I, those. I don't. I've neither of those qualities. I'm not a jam up person. No, that's not true. No, it, you know, just I think I think being 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 motivating being motivating to your peers is a great quality. Uh, respecting other respecting other people, uh, whether it's you know difference in opinions or whatever. You know, there's no point in saying I disagree with you. You're stupid. You know, they they just say, ah, oh, you know, I don't really agree with that, but that's cool. You know, I think that I think that's big. You know, I think a lot of people. Um, are very, uh, they like to argue a little too much and it's just, it's kind of frustrating. Um, Especially online. We don't have to bring up the fact that we got a two-star review. Because oh, yeah. Don't, that fired <laughs> me up. That, that made me upset. That made me upset. As a, no as, reason to be upset. Fern deserves it. <laughs> deserves it. As a fan of the show, I, I couldn't handle that. I had to, I had to keep scrolling after that. I, I couldn't see that. Um, you know, I, th I think it gives more... Uh, validity to our podcast if we have only five star reviews it looks like we're paying you know mom to, to create new fake accounts where we have a couple account. two stars yeah so that's true so now as a newer coach you know you, i know we're joking but you have these jam up members you and i agree with you you know hey basically you're saying hey be respectful but be motivating to your peers and hey follow the rules and, and, you know, don't take advantage and clean up after yourself. Great yeah. stuff. Have you had to have interactions as a newer coaches or a newer coach, a newer coach on staff with someone that didn't exhibit those qualities and how did you handle it? Um, so I have not yet. We've, we've had, there's been a couple, couple scenarios uh, at, at my, at my gym here in Cartersville where stuff like that has, has had, uh, where we've seen stuff like that. And both of, and both of our gym owners just say, Hey, if anything, like if anything comes up like that, you need to call us, you know, y'all's it's not y'all's job to do, to deal with, to have those, those conversations with the, with those members who maybe mess up a little bit or just aren't, uh, you know, don't follow the, the gym etiquette, the gym etiquette rules, or just don't respect people as people as much. Um, so, you know, I've no, I've yet to have kind of those, we call them awkward conversations, just like I'm sure everybody else does with the members. Um, so I have not yet. Um, but I mean, those, I mean, those conversations with those people, even from the athletes to the coaches are, have come very few and far between. So let's role play. I come into your box. I'm at CrossFit ATG dropping in and the workouts, uh, brand mm -hmm. and you coach me through a great class and I'm, you know, I'm, and I'm a member. I'm not just dropping in and you don't know who I am. Yeah. Finished Fran. Uh, yeah, I probably went RX plus. I probably did it at like 135. <laughs> and I leave my and I leave my barbell out and I'm and I'm clearly packed up, ready to go. How do you handle that? Um, I would just I would just say uh I would just say, hey Jason, you know, you uh 
you know, good job today on the workout. You crushed it. The fact that you did it at 135 is mind-boggling to me. <laughs> Anyone faster than me who did it at 95. But, you know, I would just really appreciate if you could, if you could, if you could, if you could uh, put your bar away. The next class is, get, is getting ready to start their warm-up, and uh, we, try to, we try to clear the floor out so that way they, they have the floor for the warm-up and the workout. I think that was nice. I like that you threw in a compliment. You know, stroked my ego a little bit. <laughs> and I think anybody, you know, immediately you put them in a good place. And, yeah, most of the time they're not doing it maliciously on purpose, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, after Fran, maybe you're a little, you know, wad drunk, if you know. So, It'll do it to you. But I think that was great. I think that's a great lesson for anybody listening as a coach, especially a newer one. You know, be – I mean, really, you know, and I don't want to keep joking about jam up, but it's like be the jam up person – that you want this guy to be. And that's really just a life lesson. You know, you want, yeah. you want to be treated with respect, we'll treat them with respect first. Absolutely, and that goes with, you know, anything outside of CrossFit. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. You know, if you go to a Globo gym, you know, treat, you know, treat, the, treat the equipment, treat the other people with respect. If you're at work with your coworkers, you know, we could change the scenario 15 Yo. different ways and, you know, you can still be, it, it's, it'll still mean the same to me. The title of this episode, being a jam up human being. I that's see it, it now. That's the I one. I see it now. That's, so, that's the one. <laughs> now, you said you were coaching your brother at 21. How old are you now? Uh, 23. I just turned 23. Actually, the day that Georgia opened, uh, I, I turned 23. It was like celebrating. Were you, were you, did you go out and celebrate for your birthday? You know, you see those memes of people. No, we, no, we, uh, even, all, even on my birthday, we didn't have, uh, not a whole bunch of places were open yet. So, uh, my girlfriend actually, so we, so all throughout quarantine, we worked, me and my girlfriend worked out of my house. I have a little, uh, little home gym at my parents' house, just barbell bumpers, pull-up bar, squat rack. Wall. Little, little home gym. You got a full CrossFit set up over there. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it is. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a mini gym, you know, there's a couple Christmas gifts here and there. You know, my parents are, were more than gracious enough to, to let, to give me that stuff for Christmas throughout the years. And it came in and it came in handy. Um, but we, you know, we worked out there and then, uh, my girlfriend surprised me with having a couple people come over and, you know, we hit, we hit a workout over quarantine on my birthday and just hung out that night. We didn't got takeout, just hung out, laid low. That's all, that's all we could do really. <laughs> that's all you should do. What's, what's the go-to takeout for a 23 year old? Oh, uh, so in my, it all, it all depends on what, so, ooh. Wait, well, what did you have? So that so that night we got we got Mexican. I love I love Mexican food. What's your what's your go to at a Mexican restaurant? So here in town we have oh like like what the type of food is? Yeah. So here in town uh, we have a, a place called El Charo, and they have the best chimichanga I've I've ever I've ever had in my life. What's the difference between a chimichanga an enchilada and a burrito? I I don't know. I think I think <laughs> the, the chimichanga or I think the chimichanga is just deep fried. Yeah, I think if anyone's listening and they know the answer, ideally from Mexican heritage, you know, because yeah. I want to get the truth, let <laughs> us know. But I, I feel like a burrito is wrapped and naked. Yeah. An enchilada is a burrito wrapped with something on it. Yeah. And then you're right. I think a chimichanga might be the same, but fried. Yeah, it's like it's deep fried and then they cover it with like with queso and it's like rice and rice and beans and it's well, so I don't know that you like chimichangas because quesos make anything better. So I think you I've might never, just like cheese. You know, I mean, that's true. <laughs> I, you know, it could come plain though, and I would love it. It's so good. And it's funny though, one of my 
all-time favorite restaurants. If you were like, hey, where would you want to go eat? To be quite honest, I'd have to Google the name, but it's in Texas and it's a Mexican restaurant. And I'm not like the biggest Mexican restaurant fan. I love a good burrito. Yeah. But their their tortillas are so good that it's I just, made fresh. Yeah, they're. Uh, I forget. We always go there when I work a seminar, and um, really, there's a there's a few of them. So basically, anywhere. But I'll look it up. But that that's my favorite place. So I'm off topic now. We we, <laughs> we you know. Oh, what I did want to ask you before before I ask the question is, you're back to coaching. Are you guys wearing masks? We are not. No. Um, so it's just basically. Is there, are there any restrictions right now? So uh, to my knowledge in Georgia, there's a restriction. You can have like a restriction per square footage. It's like, I think it's like a hundred or 200 square feet per person or something. It's not that like. big. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, but at, so at, at our, at our gym in Cartersville, ATG, we have, I can't remember. I don't know the square footage exactly, but uh, to keep it, to keep it short, we can hold, we can hold about 15 people comfortably with with good distance you know I mean, so now nowadays yeah i mean even before that even before we could we could hold 15 people in a class with a good distance comfortably now it just it, it's it definitely came in handy with the spot that we're in you know how how big it is it's obviously very handy right now with the coronavirus being being such a big issue and everything um but no we're not having to wear masks um we're just you know, just like every other gym that's that uh, that's opened up so far, uh, for sure in Georgia. I don't know any other states that have yet, as far to my knowledge, I don't know of any other states. But I think Virginia did. I saw uh, CrossFit Krypton, Ben Smith's gym. I saw they opened up, and they're they're uh, they got they got classes rolling. I think today, Fern. Well, we're recording this on May fifteenth, so I think I think today is the day Fern was saying who's also in Virginia when they can open what's what's the reaction been like from the members and then also from you or are people just hey business as usual or are they being weird with each other uh it's you know uh, it kind of it kind of varies overall i would say uh business as usual you know everybody was excited uh we still have have a handful of members that are still quarantining themselves just because they might have newborn babies you know they have stuff going on at their houses and so you know we gave we didn't we're not forcing them to come or, or to stay away we just said guys as you as you walk in, please wash your hands. Or uh, we actually set up uh, one of one of our gym owners built a uh, a sink outside, right outside the gym. So that way, as you're walking in, you can wash your hands. Um, but they put a sink outside to wash your hands as you're walking in, or just use a uh, hand sanitizer. Clean before clean. We're finishing up classes anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes before us, as good as we can, obviously. Um, and then spending that time to clean up every piece of equipment that we touch. So pull, if we're using a pull-up bar, a pull-up bar. We use boxes today in our workout with, with barbells. And so clean the barbells, clean the bumpers, um, the whole nine. So. And then as far as you know, there's been no instances of someone having uh, COVID-19? Not, not to my knowledge. Um, no, not, uh, not to my knowledge. Member-wise, uh, we just say, guys, if you're – I mean, in, a, you know, in the post on Facebook, quit – this puppy i'm telling you what kind uh, of dog is that it's a golden doodle a brown that's what dog. we have yeah. yeah we have a uh, i mean the energy is not going to go away oh my gosh no. not, we, if, not even close i would say first of all who's out i just came back before this call walking her my wife just took her out and unless we get above about 10 miles a day i mean she's well behaved but i can tell yeah. when she has that energy and it doesn't matter what time of day or how much she's done. You pull that leash out, she's excited to go. Yeah. So. 
but you we, got, uh, you got, it's, it's, I'll tell you what though, it's been great for me. I've, I've never walked this much. I've walked to the point that my, I feel like I've injured one of my feet. I, I've actually rested a little bit this week, but I, I've been averaging like six miles a day during this quarantine. Awesome. And it's only because of her, you know, I w- yeah. would always walk the dogs, but not to this extent. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than people that are quarantining themselves just for their own safety or they feel like their own safety, we're just, it's back to business as usual, just trying to clean up a little bit more than what we normally would. And trying to be smart. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't feel good or you feel sick, don't come. Um, the, the usual. Yeah. So, you know, the reason I was asking about your age is as someone that found CrossFit at a real, you know, very young age yourself, you mentioned you know, you, you really found it during high school and you had some off and on periods, as I assume most high schoolers do, you know, and, and being only 23 now, over the years, CrossFit has morphed itself from, hey, at first, this is just a great, actually, at first, I would say it was like, hey, this is for Navy SEALs mm-hmm. and fighters and badass yeah. athletes. All right. No, anybody can do this. Wait, wait, wait. No. This is for competitive athletes. Mm -hmm. And now I think we've finally seen the pendulum swing back in the other direction of like, this is for everybody. And especially during this period of time where a lot of people are isolating themselves, realizing, hey, that 10, 20, 30 minute workout a day is more than enough. Mm -hmm. As someone your age, what's your mentality about that? Because you probably have the ability being so young to hit some volume if you chose to so you know knowing that hey this is something i want to do forever where's that line drawn for you as someone that's young enough to do more but smart enough to say i want to do this for the next 50 years so to answer that i'm gonna have to go on a little bit of a of a a backstory really quick just so to let so i've done i've done both I've, I've done the whole workout a few times a day, every day, you know, that's what, that's what everybody does. That's what Rich Froning did, Matt Fraser, you know, every games athlete ever, that's what they do. So when I first started doing CrossFit, it was really in on a daily, just about on a daily basis before 2016 was, it was in my friend Rodney. It was, it was in my friend Rodney's barn gym at his house. So he was, he just said, you know, I asked, we had some mutual friends and they invited me to come over and work out. Um, you know, it's funny. Every time you ask somebody what the first workout is, it's normally Fran. Mine was just some team partner workout with like cleans and pull-ups and like running out a bunch of stuff. I didn't know how to do any of it. I didn't, I had never power cleaned before. Workout was at 135. I did it. Didn't know what a clean was. I basically just did a muscle clean with like a shrug and drop at the top. It was awful, but with 135. Yeah pretty solid for first day uh, yeah I, but i mean i'm a i'm a bigger guy so I, I you know i just figured i was like i was like man i've never power cleaned before they were like you're big enough you're fine i was like okay <laughs> here uh, you go okay so i did it and you know i had no idea what i was doing well then uh so started doing crossfit there didn't really just was just moving however i wanted to basically and it wasn't good by any means Finally got to join a gym and, you know, in that time period of not moving well, I was, you know, working out a few times a day because like I said, that's what everybody did. And I was still working out at a Globo gym at the time too. So all I really knew how to do was like bench, kind of knew how to squat, kind of didn't really know how to deadlift. And that was about it. Made it work, went through some workouts, whatever. Didn't really get, didn't really get very, very good or fit or anything just because I moved bad and I was overtraining. 
um, you know, squatted poorly. So my knees, my knees hurt all the time. Um, fast forward a little bit, joined ATG, still moved bad. Um, very, you know, out of shape, overweight. Um, so that didn't help either. Clean up my diet. Lost How heavy were you? About 245, 240, 245. And, that, and that's really unhealthy. So I'm about 5'10", rough 5'9", 5'10". And that, that was so, maybe so a good 30 to 40 to 50 pounds overweight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, felt bad, moved bad, looked bad, really the whole, you know, everything. Um, lost about 20, 20 to 20 to 30, 20 to 25, maybe 30 pounds, started moving better. And that was when I started feeling better, really mostly because of the nutrition and losing weight, but really because I was moving better. You know, I was catching a clean or a squat clean and I was catching on my heels and sending my hips back in a squat and doing everything that you're supposed to do. So then I uh, went from training three times a day and moving, moving bad and all that to just doing the class, maybe a little bit more after like muscle up progressions and stuff like that. And then, you know, got way better competitively obviously I like to do local comps but from seeing both sides I think uh overall I mean what they say in the level one is is spot on you know you only really realistically you only need to eat eat well like have decent to good nutrition and train once a day you know hit a hit a good class and you're and I think that that's going to take your fitness through the roof um now do I like to do a little bit more yes because I think it's fun but I mean you know, if I'm, if I'm broken, if, if, if all these things are hurting, I'm not going to force myself to, you know, do whatever before or after the class, you know, I'm just going to hit the class and I'm going to mobilize a little bit more and then just, you know, fix myself up and just kind of play it by ear. But I think real, I mean, at the end of the day, I only, I only need to train one time a day, hit the class. It's more fun, get some good intensity and just try and try and eat as good as I can. And I know that I'll be, I'm confident I'll be living until until my 90s. So you know, even even someone now at that young age, you've realized this mm-hmm. and you're smart about it. But what would be your advice for someone your age? I mean, you're going to have that impact on them. You're going to have the 20 year olds coming into the box, you know, or family and friends that live, you know, further away from you that look up yeah. to you as their CrossFit role model. It. it it's easy. You, you've made that connection and you're educated and you're smart about this and you've taken your level one, but for a lot of people to be like, no, this is good. More is better. Yeah. So what's, what's your way of, of educating them? Um, I guess my way of educating them would kind of be putting them in my, in, in my shoes. You know, if you're, you know, if you're going from, not maybe not doing CrossFit or just starting it to jumping into three sessions a day, you know, strength, strength, you know, like maybe another strength plus a Metcon and then maybe another, another conditioning piece or something. Um, I just try and put them in my shoes and just let them know, like I wasn't ready for that much volume and I was broken for it and I'm still paying to this day. You know, like I still, I'm feeling much better than when I was four years ago for a multitude of reasons. But one of the things was I, dro- I, low- I dropped the volume. I, to me, at least, I think one of the big reasons why I'm feeling better is because I'm not doing as much volume and I'm better than I was then. So I think that's you- for a lot of people where they, they need to see it. Like it's like yeah. anything in life. Hey, just give me 30 days. If you don't feel better and you're not performing better, we'll talk again. Yeah, but I'm exactly. pretty confident you're going to be okay. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, I got, and you know, me and my, me and my gym owner, we co or we talk all the time about how just the class is enough. And you know, if I want to do more because I like it and I have fun, I'll, I mean, I'll do it. But again, I'm, I'm smart. I know it sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm smart about it. Like I'm not going to train three times a day, every day, just for, I have no business doing that. I have zero business doing that. I'm not, I, like, I'm not, I'm not going to win the CrossFit games. I'm not going to go to the CrossFit games. I've accepted Not with it. that attitude. You're not. I know. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Not with that attitude. No, I just, I'm realistic. I mean, I'm competitive in the class and I love to, you know, compete with my, with my friends and all that, but it's just, you know, I don't like to lose obviously, but I'm, I'm realistic. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for, uh, I'm here, you know, there's that Drake song. I'm, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. No, I'm here for a long time. Yeah. So. And a little, a little good stuff along the way. So yeah. as someone at your level, you know, be it, you know, your level one trainer, you're, you're invested in CrossFit. What, what comes next for you? Um, you know, just like I said, in, 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 uh, just like I said, in the message that I sent you guys, I'm just looking to continue to grow my knowledge. You know, uh, one of my gym owners just got their level two this past January, if not this past January, then last January. And he gave me the level two book and I've been, and I read it every so often and there's some gems in there. I mean, I, you know, I love reading that thing. It's just, you can, you can always learn so much, especially in the level two. Cause it's, it's from my, I could be wrong. I know you have what a level, I know you're on seminar staff, the level two's kind of specifically for coaches, right? Yeah. And just to be clear, I'm a level four in case anybody was wondering or. Okay. That's what curious. I thought. Yeah. And, that's Fern, what, yeah. And, and for reference, Fern's only a level three. <laughs> for reference. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a 33% better than he is. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, the level two, you know, I would tell anyone, hey, if you're coaching, you're a coach, right? So if if you're coaching CrossFit and that's 40 hours a week or one hour a week and you don't want to pursue your level two, they should not let you coach CrossFit. That'd be my opinion. And then, you know, that's a, that's a tough stance. You know, anybody that disagrees with me, we can argue about it. But, you know, obviously there's other factors financially, family, you know, yeah. time. But I'm saying if that's not on your radar and – more so for the people that are like, no, I'll just renew my level one. Then you shouldn't be a CrossFit coach. I would personally come to your box, take your diploma, your frame off the wall, break it over my knee and yeah. throw it at you and say, you no longer get to coach CrossFit. And I would say that about anything in life. If, if, you, if you care about something, but you're not trying to do what's next, what's going to make you better, stop doing it. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Going back to your... Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, up next for me, I'd love to take the level two at some point this year. Uh, for me, my issue is just financially, you know, it's hard for me to come up with, with, a, with another thousand dollars right there. Um, uh, but you know, uh, my next step at some point, if not this year, then sometime next year, uh, get, get the level two, you know, I'd like to take a couple more seminars. I'd like to, or a couple more uh, courses. I'd like to take CrossFit gymnastics or whatever the preferred course is. Um, but I'd, like to take the gymnastics course. Um, I'm interested in weightlifting. Um, I think I, I'd like to take the cross the CrossFit weightlifting course. Um, uh, but I'd really like to take the gymnastics course. Cause I, I just think, uh, I don't know. I just, I think the gymnastics port, I think I like the gymnastics portion more cause I worked so hard on like gymnastics movements and I'm not a small guy and I can move them pretty well. So I think it's, I think it, I think for, um, uh, from an athlete standpoint, you know, I think they, they, they envy a bigger person doing 
lighter person movements and vice versa with life with weightlifting. They think it's incredible to see these smaller people lifting these insane weights than they would seeing a smaller person do gymnastics, like a body weight movements in CrossFit, if that makes sense. No, I totally get it. It's always, it's always fun to watch someone you don't think should excel at this exactly. doing really well. And then, you know, you can't go wrong with either of those courses. I've taken both of them multiple times and they're amazing. So Hopefully, once the world opens up a little more, we'll see more people hopping into those courses. Yeah, I would love to, really. But the first one, first one, the first one that I'd like to hit is the level two. I, I really, really, I'd really like to take the level two at some point this year. And I still have, I think, another three years on my on my level one. I have another three years left, and I mean, I would still, I'd, I'd love to take the level two here, here somewhat soon. I will tell you this, and I've I've spoken about this before. There's a direct correlation with uh, with a little bit of you know uh, room for error, but there's a direct correlation between how fast someone comes back for their level two and how good they are. Because mm-hmm. with with the exception being, if you come back too fast, you're not going to be good. Yeah. But typically, if someone's back at their level two within one to three years, I know that they're a better coach and they care more because they're there because they choose to be. Where every weekend, seventy to eighty percent of the people are like, well, I needed to revalidate, and I'm like. Yeah. You don't care about coaching. You're here because you need to revalidate. Yeah. And there's a big difference. There is. I know. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. But so I've listened to uh, Austin Maliolo talk about the level two, him and Paul Trombley, actually. I, I know they're both on seminar staff. Uh, I'm sure you know them very well. Um, and they, I mean, hearing them talk about it, they both rave about it. I mean, Paul Trombley said, he's like, I, he's like, honestly, I don't remember. He said it on a, I was listening to a Froning and Friends podcast with him, him and Austin. And, uh, you know, he said, he's like, I don't really remember anything from, from my level one. He's like, but I remember everything from my level two. Um, Cause there's a lot more interaction. There's yeah, a lot more I, yeah, it's, feedback. Yeah. And Austin broke it down to exactly like you said, you know, he said uh, the level one's kind of, he called it a, a fire hydrant of information. You know, it's a lot of information coming at you at once. And then uh, he, for, if I remember, if I'm saying this right, I could be completely wrong, but pretty much the level two, they take that and they just dig deeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure you'll do great. You're, you know, you're putting the time in, you're, you're learning. How much feedback do you get at your box? Um, when I first started coaching by myself and got my own classes after I got my level one, um, I got, I, I asked for feedback all the time, just about, just about every time I coached, I would ask for feedback. I still do. I, I reach out to, I, not as much anymore. Um, just because I'm, I'm confident in my ability to coach. Now I, not saying that as in I can't get any better. I know I can get better, but I know where I know my what my ability to coach is, and I know it can still grow. But I'm so I'm still asking for for feedback, but not as much if that makes sense. Totally, totally get it. So you know you've got your level one. You're you're pursuing your level two. Some specialty courses. You're coaching. You've got your your exercise routine worked out. It sounds like you're living the CrossFit dream. Yeah, something like that. You know, <laughs> speaking of Austin Maliola, one of his favorite expressions is like, "You're you're right in that sweet spot of CrossFit where you're PRing every day. You know, you're 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 probably pushing it. You're getting to the point that you're not gonna PR your snatch, your clean, your your max pull ups every single day. But that's that yeah. sweet spot. And now you're kind of moving into you know adolescence. Yeah. In, in 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 CrossFit. So it sounds like you've got some great things. Do you have any? ambition to open your own box one day yeah yeah i do i have uh, i have a lot that's actually a 
really big dream of mine. I would love to, um, you know, I just, um, could I right now? Maybe, but I just, I need more time. I just need more time. You know, I'm not gonna, I haven't seen, I haven't seen as many, like there's so many people that I know that coach, um, and they, uh, they've just seen more people, you know, seen different athletes, seen different people with different lifestyles and they've seen, you know, people have seen more than me. And so, um, you know, maybe in a few years I, I would, or maybe, I don't know, at some point I would love to, and I think I will. I just, I think, I think at least I need to, I need to see more, more athletes, different people with different, maybe I don't want to use issues, but you know, different issues and we can work around that. It will never be the right time to open your own box. That is, that is true. People tell me that all the time. <laughs> so I would say, Hey, start scouting. Cause also uh, business real estate is never going to be cheaper than it's going to be in the next couple, couple months. That is true. That's a, that's a great, that's a great point. I see it. Neon lights, CrossFit jam up. <laughs> there you go. I'm writing that one down for sure. All right. We, Fern and I will expect a, a you know, commission fee. We will bill you for it after the episode. Okay. All right. Well, just give me, can you give me like a, like a six month, like a six month time span to get some members? <laughs> yeah. We'll give you a little bit of time. All right. Cross, I appreciate that. CrossFit jam up or jam up CrossFit. I have to put a little thought into that. That might jam be a flows better. I, I agree. I think, I think we go with jam of CrossFit. You know, well, my since boss, I, well, since I just switched the letters, I think your commission rate is <laughs> All right. We'll go to 49%. 49%. Okay. That's better. But it's always exciting to talk to someone, I think, that is truly invested, that finds CrossFit, that's really itching to do the right thing. So it's really been awesome talking to you. Anything else you want to add? Um. Not really. I mean, just, you know, if you're a, if you're a younger coach from my, you know, from my experiences, I actually just helped one of, one of our other coaches today. He was coaching the, one of our newer coaches, he was coaching the 830 class and, uh, you know, it was a bigger class. We had two new people, uh, one, one athlete that we, that's been coming to our gym for a while. That's, that's coming off of, or that just messed up her back. So he had to worry about that. And then coaching everybody, you know, don't be scared to ask for help. You know, in a big class, if you're new, don't be scared. That was the first, that was the first thing that I learned as a coach uh, because we have all, because all of our, all of our coaches do the class. And so they see, you know, if they see there's a 12, 13, 14 person class, um, you know, ask for help. You know, if you're like, if I don't, if you're trying to break it up into heats, you know, ask, you know, what, what time domains do you think heat two should go in or whatever? Ask, just ask for, ask for help. Cause I knew, I knew it was a lot for him we had a strength before the workout and uh, you know, he was working with one guy and I walked up to him. I was like, Hey, I'm with the class right now, but I'm going to watch this other person. And so you just, you just stay with him. He said, all right, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, just, you know, ask for help. You know, you're never too good to ask for help. I agree. I agree. I think that's great feedback, great advice. And for, an, and again, for many of the things we discussed today, it really extends out beyond the doors of your CrossFit affiliate. If you I heard a long time ago, and something that resonated with me is the smartest people in the world know when to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, Absolutely. you know, right after saying that, you should, you know, be asking someone whether it's a Google search or a, or a coach that has more experience than you. So firmly agree with you. I think that uh, to tie a bow on it, it's one of the qualities of a jam up human being 
the ability to ask for help. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, you just, you learn so much too. I mean, you, you know, having somebody, you know, having somebody give you uh, the knowledge that from the mess ups or whatever that they had, it just, it, it helps you grow so much as a person, as a coach. Um, but just, you know, there's, yeah, just if you need help from it for a young person that's, that's coaching, pay attention, ask for help, ask questions. I, you know, when I was shadowing, when I was in the class, not shadowing, just as just working out, I would ask questions all the time. Yeah. So ask for help, ask for questions. I love it, Brady. Well, it's been really great chatting with you. We look forward to big things in the future, you know, whether it's taking your level two, taking those specialty courses or opening your own box. It's always exciting. It gets me fired up and, and re-fired up about CrossFit. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to chat. And No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I knew it was you took a risk on just a regular dude. You've had some pretty awesome people here. So it's an honor. It's an honor to be on the show. Well, it's an honor to have you. Thanks again, Brady. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.